Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Reshape Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Nolte, and each week on this podcast, I share the knowledge, tips, and strategies you need to get healthy, lose weight, and prevent disease. If you don't know me or don't follow me on social media, you may not know that my husband Justin and I are expecting our second baby, a girl, in just a few short weeks, and we already have the sweetest son in the world who's going to be about two when she's born. So if you're a praying person, please keep us in your prayers for a safe and healthy delivery. And also just for our sanity, because as many of you know, having a newborn is just kind of a crazy special time. We are so excited to meet her, and I have been working hard behind the scenes, batching a ton of weekly content for my listeners to keep receiving value while I'm taking care of my new baby girl and myself for a couple of months. Each Monday, I have a new YouTube video, and if you haven't already subscribed to my channel yet, that would be awesome if you did. Each of those videos takes me about five hours to create from start to finish. I put a ton of work into my free content because I really do want you to get value from it and take action on it and see improvements in your health. So if you are liking this content, it would mean a lot to me if you subscribe and engage with it. The more subscribers I have and the more engagement and shares those videos get, the more people I can reach and help. I do plan to have some interviews with other experts in the field of health and wellness later in the year, but to keep things simple now through July, these podcasts are going to be the audio from my weekly YouTube videos so that you can listen easier on the go. Today's episode talks about how to get rid of stubborn belly fat after menopause, and I cover four main points. The first point I cover is why weight gain is more so related to age, not menopause, and four specific ways age affects weight gain. Next, I talk about two ways that lower levels of estrogen following menopause affects your fat mass and fat distribution. Lastly, I give you seven really good tips to help get rid of that belly fat so that your pants can fit better again. Let's get to it. Do you ever wonder why you gain weight, especially around the midsection, in the years leading up to and after menopause? I'm going to explain why weight gain is really common as we age and how going through menopause affects your body fat and fat distribution. By the end of this video, you are going to have seven concrete ideas to shed some of that belly fat. If you like this video and want to see more, be sure you give it a thumbs up, share it with your friends, subscribe to my channel, and turn the bell on to get notified every time I post a new video. The first point I wanted to cover was why weight gain is more so related to age, not necessarily just menopause, and specifically four ways that age affects weight gain. The first is decreased muscle mass. This is due to lower levels of human growth hormone and causes a slower metabolism and increased fat mass. The second is decreased activity levels in general due to pain, illness, injury, poor knowledge about the benefits or just laziness. The lower levels of everyday activity compounds the natural decline in muscle mass we see with aging. The third is decreased sleep and mood changes. Hot flashes, night sweats, and mood swings that interfere with sleep cause a further decline in human growth hormone and an increase in your stress hormone called cortisol. 
This increase in cortisol will increase your blood sugars, insulin levels, and body set weight. Depression, anxiety, and stress can make it hard to follow through on those needed behavior changes to lose weight and keep it off. If you feel like mood and sleep changes interfere with your ability to lose weight, please let me know by typing sleep in the comments. The last way age contrib contributes to weight gain is insulin resistance. Now this is when your body becomes resistant to the effects of insulin or your fat creation and storage hormone. Insulin resistance develops over time and is largely due to unhealthy habits that raise your insulin too high for too long. Just like any other type of resistance like antibiotics, alcohol, or painkillers, when your body is resistant, it needs more of the same substance to get the job done. Unfortunately, insulin's job is to make and store more fat. So more insulin re is released and more fat is made. Now that you have a better understanding of how age affects weight gain, I'm going to cover two ways menopause affects fat mass and fat distribution. The first is lower levels of estrogen that result in more belly fat. Estrogen is protective against belly fat, so when your levels drop, you lose that protection and fat is more likely to be redistributed around your midsection. The second thing to know is that when you start to get less estrogen from your ovaries, you get more estrogen from fat. Before menopause, most estrogen is produced in your ovaries. After menopause, the ovaries no longer produce much, much of that estrogen, so it comes more from your fat tissue. In general, a higher weight means more body fat tissue and higher estrogen levels. One resource I found said that this link likely explains, at least in part, the increased breast cancer risk in women who are heavy after menopause. While you can't stop time or menopause, there are a lot of things that you can do to reduce your belly fat as you age. Here are seven tips to reduce your belly fat after 40. Have the right mindset to lose weight for good. You are facing the rest of your life with different hormone levels. You can't be looking for a quick fix or do crazy crash diets that aren't sustainable because those low calorie diets will crash your metabolism and make the weight you lose harder to keep off. I made a free audio training called the 5% Mindset where I talk about the common mindset patterns that I notice in people who are able to successfully lose weight and keep it off. There is a link for that free audio training in the description below and I really hope that you check it out because it's some of my best free content. Number two is forget about food groups and learn about how macronutrients affect insulin levels. Learning what to eat is crucial to reduce your belly fat no matter what stage of life you're in. The government's nutritional recommendations are highly influenced by big food industries who want you to eat more food to boost their profits. So needless to say, those government guidelines aren't the best scientific information for what's actually healthy. Please ignore the food pyramid or plate or whatever new thing the government comes out with. Don't let Uncle Sam tell you what to eat. When I grew up, the bottom of the food pyramid was bread, cereal, rice, and pasta. All of the processed crap that spikes blood sugar and insulin and makes us fat. For the most part, I want you to ignore food groups that you've grown up with like fruits, vegetables, meat, dairy, fat, sweets, etc. Just know about the three main macronutrients, carbs, protein, and fat, and how these macronutrients affect insulin levels because insulin is your fat creation and storage hormone, and we want to keep that low to lose weight. From there, things get a lot easier. 
There are three types of carbs, sugar, starch, and fiber. I've talked about these more in another video that I'll link to in the description. Refined and processed starch and sugar cause a big insulin spike. Protein is a moderate insulin spike and then fat has the lowest. You can grab my ultimate food guide in the description to learn more about which types of carbs and fats are the best for fat loss because there is a lot of confusion and misinformation out there about this topic. If you already have my ultimate food guide and love it, thank you so much for downloading it. And you can just type ultimate in the comments so that I know you're here with me. Number three is learn about how your body stores energy. Your body prefers to use carbs for energy because they are quick and easy to break down. When you eat a meal that has starch, those are broken down into glucose. Glucose is either used right away or stored in one of two forms of energy. Glycogen is your short-term energy storage in your muscle and liver. I want you to think of glycogen as your fridge. It's easy to access, but there's limited room. Adipose is your fat tissue and it's your long-term storage. Think of it as your freezer. When you run out of room in your fridge, you put stuff in the freezer. Your body uses all of the available glycogen first, then will break into your fat stores. So if you want to burn fat, you have to break into your fat stores by using all of your available glycogen first. You have around 2000 calories worth of glycogen available before you tap into your fat, give or take based on your size, sex, and activity levels. So how do you do this? How do you start using your glycogen and tapping into your fat for fuel? You have to eat foods that don't raise your insulin. The fewer starches and sugars you put into your body, the less glucose is readily available and the faster your body has to use its available glycogen. That's why people tend to see quick fat loss on the keto diet when their carb intake is so low. You also need to ensure that you're getting the right kinds of fat and enough protein and fiber to keep your cells, gut, and brain happy. My next tip for you is to eat at the right times. If you don't eat anything, your body has no choice but to use its own energy stores. Now I'm definitely not saying you need to starve yourself. So many people have a negative connotation with fasting, thinking that they are just going to be starving and that's not really the case. Using intermittent fasting is a surefire way, especially when combined with a low starch and sugar diet to reduce your fat. If you aren't already fasting, I recommend easing into it with a 12 hour daily fast, like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and seeing how that goes before jumping into a longer fast. Personally, I think it's appropriate for most people to fast for at least 12 hours a day. Remember, whatever you do to lose weight needs to be something that you can continue to do for the rest of your life. Intermittent fasting is so great because it's intermittent in nature. You can increase your, your fasting length based on your lifestyle and your needs at that time. Next, I wanted to briefly discuss the best types of exercises for fat loss. When you move your body, your muscles need fuel or glucose. Movement and exercise of any kind will help you use your glycogen stores and get into the fat burning mode faster. The best exercises to help reduce your fat would be strength training and high intensity interval training because those forms of exercise not only build more muscle than traditional aerobic training, but require more energy from your body following the workout to repair that muscle tissue. Just remember that strength training and high intensity interval training alone without first having good nutrition, including getting enough protein, won't get you the results that you're looking for. 
That's why for my clients and course members, I always start by helping them understand their healthy nutritional baseline before we ever get to exercise. My last tip to help you lose fat is to reduce your stress and get enough sleep. Stress and sleep will raise your cortisol, blood sugar, and blood insulin levels. Higher insulin leads to a higher body set weight. Aim for at least seven hours of sleep a night. Sleep is also important for tissue repair because your human growth hormone levels are highest when you're fasting and sleeping. So if you want to build muscle, it's important to strength train, eat enough protein, use fasting and get enough sleep. All right, so tell me in the comments below, what was your single greatest insight or aha from this video? And if you have any other questions that you'd like me to answer in future videos, leave those in the comments as well. Don't forget to check out the resources in the description. And if you like this video, be sure you let YouTube's algorithm know so more people can see it. Engagement is really important here. So please hit that like button, share it with your friends, and be sure that you subscribe to my channel and turn the bell on to get notified every time I post a new video. Thank you so much for watching and I will see you in the next video. If you are a visual learner, I'd really encourage you to check out this YouTube video, which you can see in today's show notes at reshapept.com forward slash blog forward slash 19, the number 19. Also, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, that would mean a lot to me if you did. Please take the time to do that today. And if you're feeling extra nice, leave a review and let me know what you think. I'm having a ton of fun making these videos and podcasts, and I really hope that you're receiving a ton of value from them. Next Monday's episode is called How to Lose Weight Using Intermittent Fasting. I'll share with you six steps to get started using intermittent fasting to accelerate your weight loss progress or help you break through one of those dreaded weight loss plateaus. I'll talk with you at the same time, same place next week. Bye for now.